Good morning. I'm Earl Stewart. I welcome you to Earl Stewart on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our link to cyber space through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the Spymaster Director of our Mystery Shopping Report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. We're back again, right here in the studio in North Palm Beach, Florida. But we uh, we kind of encompass the globe. We're on uh, Facebook, we're on YouTube, and uh, streaming and regular radio, uh, we're all over. And we get uh, actually more calls from outside of Florida than we do inside of Florida. Uh, we're, uh, we're at the, I'd say probably the peak of, of the excitement in the auto industry. We're at one of these rare watershed moments in the history of the automobile. You think back with Henry Ford, and uh, that was a historic uh, time. Uh, and then the automobile retail business, and to some extent the manufacturing business, was frozen in time. You know, like uh, one of these uh, uh, dinosaurs that comes out of the, uh, the uh, icebergs. <laughs> they were, they've been frozen. And the icebergs are, uh, I hate to use that, that uh, comparison because it's a sad thing about uh, global warming, but the fact is the ice is melting and the automobile manufacturers and dealers are coming out, and they are changing radically uh, from what they were uh, 100 years ago, just about 100 years ago. Uh, we're going into an amazing technological and consumer awareness revolution. And the consumer awareness is where we come in. Uh, we're having to follow the tech changes, which is a challenge uh, with electric vehicles and hybrids exploding and combustion engines becoming obsolete. Uh, 20 states have ruled uh, that uh, you cannot sell a combustion engine in their state uh, uh, in uh, 20 years from now. So 20 years from now, uh, it's going to be all electric, folks. I mean, prepare for it. But the uh, other exciting thing is that the public is becoming so educated. Uh, we like to think we're a part of that. Earl on Cars has been doing this for 20 years, and uh, we've been helping. Uh, we, we do, we're playing our part in educating the consumer. Well, along with artificial intelligence and, and uh, uh, all the other incredible availability, Google, good Lord, uh, uh, you, can, you can get answers to any question you want, and the American consumer is beginning to do that. Amazon. Well, they jumped on that bandwagon a long time ago. Remember when they were just a bookstore? Now you can buy everything at Amazon. So now they're getting into the car business. Uh, it's, um, it's exciting, it's fun, but it's also dangerous out there. You can make a big mistake because uh, the dealers are uh, they're, they're coming out slowly. Uh, uh, if you're going to buy a car today, it's a little bit like Russian roulette. You know, you can you got to squeeze that trigger and... You hope that uh, the, the, the shell isn't loaded into the, that particular chamber. But you can also get a great deal. And uh, 
I didn't even mention COVID, but you, you've been you've been there with us, so you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, we'd love to get your input on what you've done, especially if you bought a car or had or have a friend that bought a car, or maybe uh, you're just thinking about it. Uh, we'd love to have you call us. That's the important thing. And I, I get so excited. We, we all love what we do on the show. And sometimes we yak too much because it's just, you know how you are when you're feeling good and you're feeling uh, excited about a, a project or something, you just keep yakking. Well, I don't want to yak. I want you to yak. I want you to call us at 877-960-9960. And seriously, if you can write this number down, uh, uh, please write it down because we're going to be on the air for two hours. We're on from now until 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. <clears throat> Eastern Standard Time every Saturday. And if you write the number down, you'll, I promise you, you'll have a question. And that number is 877-960-9960. We had a, a caller last week or week before that said, you don't give the number out often enough. You know, sometimes I feel like we give it out too often, but... Uh, Better too often than not enough. 877-960-9960. Now, Nancy Stewart, uh, my co-host, uh, she's been with me for the whole 20 years and been with me longer than that because we're married. Uh, she has a laptop computer, and Jeremy in the control room, every time you call, they tell Nancy. Uh, Jeremy puts it on the computer, she sees it on her screen, and she will tap me on the shoulder if I'm talking, or Stu, or Rick, and we will take your calls. We prioritize phone calls because the personality of the caller, there's a there's a, a visceral excitement kind of a thing about just having a real conversation with a real human, a real voice. And I think we have a caller because she just tapped me on the shoulder, so we'll switch over to Nancy. I could only reach your elbow. The elbow. Good morning, everyone. Welcome. 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Don't forget your anonymous feedback. Uh, $50 for the first two new lady callers this morning. Uh, give me a call. Give us a call if you have any questions or if you just want to say hello. We're going to go straight to the phones. We're going to talk to Janet, who is a first-time caller. Good morning, Janet, and welcome. Good morning. You won yourself $50, Janet, and if you stay on the line when we're finished talking and speak to Jeremy, give him your contact information, I'll be able to get you a check. Whoops. Not that. Still there, Janet? Good morning. Oh, Janet's still yes, here. I am. Good morning. Good morning. So I was speaking to my neighbor, and I was talking about my Volvo, and he said, call these people. This woman will advocate for you. Um, I've, I've, I've driven Volvos for the past 10 years, and I bought one of these new XC90. 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 Uh -huh. Well, it's just, I'm sorry, but it's just junk. Oh. I have written to the corporate office. Oh, no. When I first drove it off the lot, water came pouring out of the front hmm. top of the vehicle. The leather seats have fallen apart. I had to replace a second battery that should have never been replaced. I've just had a lot of problems with this car. You've been um, driving them for that how I long? feel I shouldn't. Yeah. How many of you? You've never had a problem before with a Volvo? 
No, I love my Volvos wow. in the past. I think this is the first year the Chinese. What year is your What year is your What year is your car, Janet? It's a 2016. Okay, so up in <clears throat> from 2016 until now, you've never had a problem. No, I've no. had all kind of problems with this particular vehicle. Yeah. Did you buy it new? Or you buy all it the used? Other Did you buy it new I'm or sorry? used? I bought it used, but it only had 10,000 miles on it. Okay. Um, well, I'm going to look up here and just see if there are any issues with that car in Consumer Reports. And then I think... I um, <laughs> right. Well, sometimes a great car manufacturer doesn't have a, a great year or a great model one year. Or, um, a lot right. of times if it's a new one, they have, have problems. But the things you're describing are just like all over that car. Like It's like a lemon. Uh, oh, yes. And when I took it in for... When the, there's a black box in the front of the windshield, uh -huh. I bought the car, drove it for one day, and it was raining, and water came gushing out of this black box. Hmm. Like, you've got to be That's crazy. Me. They I, said this, I wonder if there was, like, a, um, an accident and the windshield was replaced or something. Um, I don't believe so. They said that there's tubes in the top of the, the roof of the car. Right, and the drain. Alone now. Right. I, again, I've never heard of that before either. Janet, um, uh, what uh, <clears throat> so uh, what direction do you want to move in? Uh, considering you know you're you're sounds like you're ready to get out of your, you know your Volvo. I am. I mean, listen, I, I've always loved the Volvo. Um, the, the car that I had prior to that was wonderful, but um, I think I would be much happier with another car. I I paid forty do you have grand any for this I car. Do you have any idea what you want? Toyota, Ford, Nissan, something else. No, okay. I don't have any Narrowing down, uh, you know, your your options uh, is a good idea. Uh, just to, you know, find out in, in your mind, uh, you know, what your needs are as far as you, your family, uh, what you want to spend. And it's really important as to how long it'll take to get, uh, you know, the the model uh, that you want. Uh, w with other so, so many other, um, you, you know, uh, considerations. Hey Janet, well, I just saw. Yeah. I looked this up. I think you got unlucky. Um, this is unusual because I know Volvo is a considered a really good. Yeah, yeah, pretty well, it's a, it's a, I think the quality's changed since it, they were bought out by a Chinese company. Oh. Uh, you know, yeah. They've been built in China for quite a while. Because oh, this, the 2016 Volvo XC90 has a red score in overall reliability of 5 out of 100 um, by Consumer Reports and the overall owner satisfaction reported to Consumer Reports um, is at 2 out of 5. So, there was something going on with that model, and like Earl said, it might have been one of the, you know, the recent ones they switched their manufacturing uh, uh, location to China, and maybe the attention, yeah. the volume has gone up. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Um, you're just uh, looking for reliability and stuff like that. I would, I would look uh, at a yeah. Japanese car. Yeah, I think Janet, that uh, you know, moving forward, we already know about the Volvo. You've had problems. You want to get out of it, and you're considering. A long a laundry list of uh, vehicles so you're gonna have to narrow that down and uh, I'm gonna ask you this question are you looking for a combustion engine um, or are you looking for a hybrid uh, or an electric vehicle 
Well, I or don't have know. you not I made any of those decisions it. yet? I have not made any of those decisions, but listening to your husband when I was holding about how all the cars are going to be electric pretty soon, I'm thinking, well, you know, with the price of gas, <laughs> um, maybe I should look at. Well, Jenna, if you want to buy an electric vehicle, the only one to consider, in my opinion, would be Tesla. And I, they have a wide variety uh, the, from uh, relatively low price. In fact, actually low price. Yeah, use with, Tesla. With the incentives we have now on electric vehicles, and Tesla qualifies for those federal incentives, uh, you couldn't go wrong there. So uh, uh, if you want to, the other thing would be hybrid. Uh, sometimes it's better off to take the first step with a hybrid and your next step with an all-electric vehicle. But uh, you uh, check in some reports. Uh, you have a, a large number of highly rated uh, electric vehicles, especially hybrids. And to go completely from a combustion engine and jump into an EV uh it might be too big a jump for you. I'd recommend you go with a hybrid first. If you like it, then you can think about an EV later. Yeah, and Janet, uh, one other thing, you know, that I always ask the ladies is, uh, you know, have you considered how much it's going to cost you to keep that car on the road? That's a, a, an important consideration. And uh, with the, you know, with the, well, new cars, used cars, you know, if you're ready to go out and purchase there's a lot of questions you need to ask yourself. And also, it's really important for you to get uh, uh, your uh, finances in order and pick out your lender. Right. Well, I, I know that within the year that I bought this Volvo, they, they only wanted to give me twenty grand for it under a year. I hadn't driven it for even a year. And I'm like, I just paid forty for it less than a year ago, and it's only worth twenty. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, exactly. So anyway, like I said, moving forward, uh, I'll leave you yes, with this is really important uh, for you to uh, you do not finance with the dealer for sure. Janet, it's been a it's it, it's uh, it's been uh, a pleasure talking to you. And yes, uh, I certainly hope well. that you stay in touch with us and stay on the line. You can get that $50. <clears throat> Thank you. Thank You're you welcome, for your Janet. time, and I Good luck. enjoyed the information I received. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, we're going to go to Lance, who is a regular caller. He's calling us from Tennessee. Good morning, Lance. Well, Earl. I'm here. <laughs> the, the, the bad news is uh, uh, my, I, was a, I was made laid by a turkey last week. Say, say that again, Lance. I was waylaid by a turkey last week. What did that turkey do to you, Lance? <laughs> well, what it did had, it do? It had the first name Wild. Oh. Really yeah, 101 proof. Yes. I, I know Wild Turkey very well. I used to, I knew it better in my younger days, and I had to kind of wean myself off the 101 proof. I can only handle about uh, 80 proof now. But I did want to bring you a little quick Christmas tune. Okay. On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me Earl Stewart on cars in a Christmas tree. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I uh, I want to sign you up. I'd love to be your manager. 10%, I can make you a fortune, and I'll get 10% of it. But you're... Uh, 
I think you could be the next uh, hot uh, record in this. Uh, I guess they don't do records anymore, do they? Uh, hot uh, uh, digital. Uh, yeah, digital. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, they don't, they don't even do CDs anymore. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm open to be signed up for anything. <laughs> well, you're a bright part of our show, and I'm so glad you're feeling better. And uh, I hope you can call in again, again next week because we wait for your call. It makes everybody smile. Yeah. It's good to talk to you, and uh, keep doing your good work. Well, we love Thank you. Thank you, Lance. We love you, Lance. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. Uh, we're going to have our, our dog uh, via video uh, this morning, and uh, you can go to www.bigdogranchrescue.org, and you can take a look at the dog that we're going to feature this morning and so many others. And the dog that we're going to feature this morning is Jimmy. Jimmy. And he is just the cutest. He's four years old. And uh, I'll, I'll give you a little hint. He's looking for, well, adults to live with. He does a whole lot better with adults. He wants to be, well, uh, the <laughs> attraction. He, he wants to be the king. He's a Dalmatian. He needs a firehouse. Yeah, a fireman would be perfect. <laughs> I think that he's looking for a home. Uh, I, either that or the the, uh, the big Budweiser beer truck. Uh, I like that. To, to, to be with Clydesdale. <laughs> yep. I like that idea. Okay, folks, uh, that number is 877-960-9960. And you can also text us at 772-497-6530. Uh, take advantage of your anonymous feedback uh, now back to the recovering car dealer. Well, do we have any uh, Facebook uh, posts or, I mean, YouTube posts? Well, I did get a couple of uh, quick words from Donovan when, uh, uh, what, what was her name? Just called in about her Volvo. Janet. Janet, yeah. Uh, he says, the XC90 is, they've had some issues with those cars, he says. And he says, it is actually a, a hybrid. So she is driving a hybrid now. Oh. Uh, but yeah, he says they had some issues with those right from the get go on the XC90s. First, let me say that Donovan is, I mean, now there's a caller after my own heart. He, he, he can even politely correct us when we miss something, like the fact I recommend Absolutely. she look for a hybrid, and she already has a hybrid. And, uh, and then he's on top of the game with the, in terms of the, the Volvo. Volvo, to me, and I think it's partly my age, I, I think of them as a Swedish car. Yeah. And, uh, of course, they haven't been built in Sweden in a long time. And they were uh, a super safe car at one time, and uh, they may still be. We had a regular caller for a long time that loved his Volvo. So uh, I guess maybe the message here is you can't just buy a brand because it's got a reputation. Uh, if you look in any make car, whether it's a Chevrolet or a Volvo or a, or a Tesla, uh, you will have to go to look to specific models. And then you have to see how does that model within that group of cars go. You can have a car that Consumer Reports in this, within the same manufacturer's uh, group. It can be uh, highly rated and, and, and the same manufacturer builds one that's very lowly rated. So uh, branding is just a very dangerous thing. If you think all Ford trucks are good, you're wrong. If you think all uh, Volvos are great, you're wrong. You've got to go down and get granular, as they say, and there's the best place to do that is uh, Consumer Reports. Absolutely. Okay. 
uh, where are we are. Okay, uh, I uh, we have some anonymous feedback, yep. and I started to talk about it, but uh, Stu is in charge of anonymous feedback, so mm-hmm. uh, there, are few, there, are quite, there are two or three recent ones that came in that I thought were interesting. Okay, let's see. Well, there's a few of them. We got the uh, the flying Bentley that crashed. Is that the one? <laughs> I, I didn't even see that one. Uh, the flying Bentley that crashed at high speed reminded me of cars that have had a stuck gas pedal in the past. Um, is there any way to oh, stop well, we the car? Oh, we did that last week, yeah. Oh, we did? Oh, that's right. I wasn't, I wasn't there's a there. very recent one that, okay. uh, that we had. If Agent hey, Stu, what is, do you have on the 12-year-old that's out stealing Hyundais and Kias? And uh, now is she, he's now wearing an ankle bracelet. Any any uh, text messages? Yeah, that was on my that, no, that was my nephew, um, your grand nephew. And no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we, <laughs> no connection. <laughs> I don't see that one. Uh, if Agent Lighten is ever back in Pennsylvania, Montrose Nissan in Hermitage, Pennsylvania, is a great dealer. They treated us so kindly, and they were very honest. I just bought a center there last month. All right. Well, we got a shout out for Montrose Nissan in. Hermitage, Pennsylvania, yeah. and if I don't know how close that is to uh, Agent Lightning's uh, um, her haunts, but if it's somewhere nearby and not prohibitively far, then yeah, we'll hit them up. It's yeah, always good to get a good show. You know, this show can be interpreted as a negative attack on dealers. We encourage people yeah. to call, tell about their positive experiences with dealers. We need that really more than the ones that call in about the complaints because there are so few dealers today that are qualified to treat you with courtesy, respect, transparency. If you have a great experience with a dealer, please give us a call and we'll talk about it. Name the dealer and steer some business his way. When you, yeah, if absolutely. you listen to the show for a while, Ex- we got excited. <laughs> we get a good one. We're excuse like, me, Stu. And uh, to what Earl said, this really helps us to build that list. You know what list it is? Good dealer, bad dealers. And uh, you out there are a part of the show, very important part of the show, and very important part of what Earl pick, uh, Stu picks up as far as texts are concerned, and also uh, Rick with uh, YouTube, so so you're a big help, so stay at it. Stu? That's right. Uh, here's one here. I don't know if this is the one that you saw in anonymous feedback. I went to Sun Toyota in Holiday, Florida, and I mentioned that to you guys, I mentioned that you guys don't have a dealer fee. They claim that you jack up the price with add-ons such as Lojack. I'm talking about our dealership. Mm. Um, either this salesman is a liar or he has no clue of what he's talking about. Those are the only two possible conclusions that I, that I, that I can come up uh, as well, either mm. intentional ignorance, <laughs> which is a lie, um, or ignorance. Well, we hear, we hear a lot of that. And uh, actually, sometimes it's not the salesperson that is misleading you. He's misled by his manager or maybe even way up the ladder. Uh, I think uh, car dealers are so uh, entrenched in the way they do business and all their competition seems to do business the same way. And suddenly they hear a story about a car dealer that doesn't have any uh, hidden fees, no junk fees, no dealer installed accessories, a firm price that they allow you to shop and compare to try to get another price. And uh, uh, here's what we hear a lot when we mystery shop a dealer and they they talk about our dealership. Uh, uh, They'll say something like, now do you really believe that a car dealer would give you 100% 100% of your money back if you changed your mind with no conditions whatsoever? Or uh, do you really believe that a dealer doesn't have a dealer fee? 
He actually has a dealer fee, but he, he hides, hides it, it in the price of the car. I mean, <laughs> that's, I, that's true. It, it but is it's, true. It's so not. It, I mean, but we also, but it, we also hide hippopotamuses in the price of the car right. and, 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 and our phone bill and our <laughs> advertising and our commissions. When you sell a product, you're supposed to take all your costs, bake them into what you sell that product for, and then mark it up a little further for your profit. And that's what capitalists are. That's selling. But yeah, any cost that you have is fine as long as you put it in the advertised, quoted, uh, this is your price, Mr. Customer. It's when you don't tell the customer the real price and he gets a surprise when he's signing the paperwork or maybe he doesn't even know about the surprise. He just signs his name. So that's that's what we hear a lot of. It's a, the dealer fee or the junk fee is a two-part problem. It starts with the advertised price and then it, it culminates at the dealership. Exactly. And so, okay, let's see. I'll never understand um, how dealers like Sutherland Nissan of Vero Beach can ever sell any cars. Are there actually consumers out there stupid enough to fall for the sales tackets? Is that who we, who we shopped last week? Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. The, the, this, okay. We hear this about a lot of uh, uh, dealers, and uh, there's a... There's a lot of people are very intelligent, very perceptive, very well read. Uh, they have that uh, I, I call it a lawyer mentality. They're able to negotiate, haggle and hassle. In fact, they enjoy it. And there are a lot of uh, uh, a lot of listeners to the show. You can tell from the intelligent comments we get. Uh, you have to realize that uh, we're kind of preaching to the choir on this show. There's a huge number of people out there for a variety of reasons are not prepared to uh, negotiate their way through a typical dealership and buy something. Uh, they are trusting, too trusting. Uh, maybe they're not uh, uh, as educated as they should be or might be. Uh, maybe English isn't their primary language, and if you're buying a car in Florida or in most places, states in Florida, you're going to have to be fluent in English. You're going to have to be able to read it, understand it, and speak it. Uh, maybe you're elderly. You know. Uh, uh, I'm not as sharp as I was uh, 20 years ago. Uh, a lot of people that are out there that are, that are senior citizens, especially widows, uh, as you know, the, the the women outlive men by statistically by a few years. And, and if you go back in the 40s, 50s, and 60s, the man was the making the decisions, making the big purchases like homes and cars. So when he predeceases his wife, and she has to go out and buy her first car. Uh, an 80-year-old widow walking into Napleton Toyota, or excuse me, Napleton Kia, That's or Napleton Hyundai, is a scary thing to think about because that woman is trusting, and she's going to believe just about everything they tell her, and she's going to pay way, way too much. So uh, that's that's what. Um, that's what we have to understand when we talk about on the show. You hear us talking about these things. You say, how could anybody fall for that? Well, I would say over half the population easily falls for it. That's the reason dealers make so much money. Okay. Um, here's one. This is interesting to read the increase in articles regarding electric vehicles and the rapidly in, uh, rapid increase in insurance costs and cost to repair if involved in accidents. These are true statements. Uh, condo where I live just banned the indoor parking of electric vehicles due an extreme increase in building insurance and the risk of the cars catching on fire and destroying the building. That's a good point. Uh, you know, there's a lot of accommodations that have not been designed in. 
that uh, will be. And uh, uh, it's a work in progress. Uh, electric vehicles caught everybody by surprise. And your point about the condominiums, uh, the uh, charging stations, and a lot of other issues needs to be addressed. And certainly, it's not all positive about electric cars. The insurance costs for electric cars are very high. Yeah, I can tell you right now that um, our dealership is investing in the um, uh, collision repair equipment and space that we need to, to fix the, these cars because they're, they're manufactured in a different way. Yeah. Uh, Teslas are, um, they have this uh, manufacturing process, large um, panels that are stamped into shape. So, and when we talked about unibody in the past, um, these things are um, aluminum too, and very difficult to repair. You have to have separate facilities, and so that gets passed along uh, to the uh, consumer and the insurance companies. So, yeah, that's 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 a, a negative aspect. Stainless steel, huh? And sta- yeah, stainless steel in the case of uh, the Cybertruck. Which, well, that's uh, a perfect example, Stu. Well, right now, we are having to build money. a new body shop. We're having to build. Uh, uh, we have to buy new equipment, uh, new technicians, and uh, if you to to do a collision repair on uh, Teslas, which dominates the electric vehicle market, you have to have a whole set of new tools. So costs are going up, and other costs will go down. You say, hey, I'm for, I'm saving a fortune on, on gasoline with my new Tesla. Well. Uh, wreck that new Tesla and see how much you save. Insure or, that new Tesla. Yeah, your insurance and your premiums will go up yeah. too. So there's there's good and there's bad. Okay, guys, we're going to go back to the phones, and uh, Marty's calling us. Uh, he's a regular caller. Good morning, Marty. Good morning. How you doing today? Good morning, Great. Marty. Welcome. I got to ask you a question. No, I'm I'm on a three month wait so far for my Rev Four Limited. This is after you know, your 13 month wait. Yeah, they told me it's going to be a year to a year and a half. Any any word on that? Um, no. Um, I mean, nothing's changed in the currently, but we are looking at, and this is from real data that we get from Toyota. Um, at the end of every year, we look at the, the 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 next year's rundown. They call it and they tell us about what kind of production um, they know that Toyota is putting out there and what kind of share of that production Southeast Toyota is getting, and they further break it down to estimates in month by dealer. So yeah, we're seeing a, um, an increase in available cars, um, but it's not across the board. So some cars like um, Corollas, um, are, it's gonna disappoint a lot of dealers because um, especially in South Florida where that's a huge uh, selling car, that's going to kind of not, that's not really going to increase very much. Um, for our dealership, um, we're kind of happy because we happen to do a, a lot of um, hybrids and Highlanders and all that. And um, next year, the Camry is going all hybrid. Um, there's no distinction between gas and, and, uh, and, and, and the hybrid versions. Um, it's, um, it's, it, it varies by the dealer who, who benefits by the type of, our market just happens to benefit. Um, so which one did you, you're ordering right now? I, I did a RAV4 hybrid. Yeah, that's going to be a limited, um, limited model. Yeah, there's going to be a little bit more of those. I don't know. You still got to talk to, to Jason about the, um, the specific time length because he's looking at a list and he can see um, how many are ahead of you. He can also see which are the faster moving ones. You might have somebody looking who's trying to get a really tough to get um, RAV4 hybrid um, uh, limited with some package or something. Well, he might wait longer than you. And Jason's looking at this list. You know, earlier there was an anonymous feedback that, you know, is um, question about, you know, whether you can order cars. 
You can't order cars from the factory per se because Toyota and I imagine all the other manufacturers, they have such a complex and a huge amount of products to sell. I mean, you think about any other, like you have, Toyota has like 20 something models and each model has something like four trim levels. That's like, that's 80 different cars basically. And it's very confusing. And um, that's why you need to sit down with someone who kind of knows what's available. That's why I'm referring Jason. Um, can kind of kind of see the path through um, the yeah, fastest one, way. One little item can it's, hold the car up for a year. I yeah. mean, if, as long as you have that flexibility, as Stu said, you take you take the color of the interior, you take the color of the exterior, you take the model choice, which is multiple, and then you take the individual accessories, and you do the permutations and combinations and add it up. You're looking at thousands, literally thousands of choices when you go into a car dealership, and, and just by tweaking two or three of those items in your choice, you could expect expedite the car very quickly. Our fault and the dealer's fault is they don't communicate very well with the with the buyers. And when you bought your car, Marty, I don't know that we did it uh, uh, well ourselves. We we may not have if we didn't explain to you. And uh, uh, so color is the most common problem. And but uh, accessories also a sunroof or a cruise control or any, anything. Uh, that uh, is holding up the production that you can get by without, you say, hey, we'll drop that, and you might get the car two or three months earlier. And yeah. what Earl just said is uh, definitely, you know, uh, looking into, give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960. Also gotta, text us at 772-497-6530. I got yeah, if you're not picked up with calls, uh, my wife's car is uh, a CRV, and I intend to buy it uh, mm-hmm. when the lease is up in three months. Right. So Ed Morris keeps calling me, and they want me to buy it through them. But if you buy, if yeah. you buy it through them, they charge you the dealer fee. They charge you nine ninety nine, and they charge you everything yeah. else. You pay, a, you pay close to two thousand dollars more. <laughs> If you buy it through them rather than buy it through Honda, from Honda. Yeah. Yeah. That's a nut. So, you know, he's got your back, though. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he's got your yeah. greenbacks. That's right. All right. All right well, have Thanks, a good Marty. weekend, and uh, I'll be waiting for my car. It's only okay. been three months. You're a patient man. Stay in yeah. touch, Marty. We love hearing <laughs> from you. We're going to go to Jersey Mike. Good morning, Jersey Mike. Good morning, folks. How are you guys doing? Great. Welcome. Well, listen, uh, I'd like to know, I'm going to tell you a personal experience I just had with a dealership that I thought would have been treating me fair because it wasn't in South Florida. It was uh, called Wallace Jeep Mm -hmm. up north. And I went up there after I spoke with them for a while during the week. I had to put it off a couple times. But when I got there, uh, the gentleman I sat down with would not disclose the breakdown of the reduction in the price off the price that was listed. He refused to tell me what was inside that $7,800, $850. (laughs) And let me get up. I got up. I said, well, thank you very much. I'm not interested in buying anything now. And I was ready. I had the cash in my pocket for the deposit. So I started walking out and he chased me outside, (laughs) pleading with me. 
Did he tell you what and was so, in the 7,000 then? No, he refused. He was oh. not itemized because I wanted to see where the junk fees were. Yeah, so he did, they, they lumped it all together. They call it fees or a, did they call it a markup or an addendum? No, no. They called it a reduction in the price of the listed price of the car. Oh. That was their discount that they were going to offer on that car, offer what it was okay. advertised to be sold at. Okay, but they wouldn't tell you how they were getting there. No, he refused. <laughs> so you know what I did? He kept on going back over to the manager's desk. I went over to the manager's desk before I walked out, and he followed me. <laughs> she pulled up a and chair. I said, I told the manager behind the cubicle there, I said, you know, you, feel, you people are not really very honest with your customers. And I don't think this gentleman treated me properly, and so Good I think you. you ought to talk to him. Good for you. Yeah, I'm glad you did that. Now, how do you respond? Mike, you have some very interesting stories week in and week out. What do you we, say? We really appreciate you calling. I know. They wouldn't tell me. But anyway, the question I need to ask you is, and that was Wallace Jeep and something, whatever, okay? What do you got going on so far as like a dealership that you already have investigated that is good up north? And I don't care if I got to go to Georgia. A Jeep dealership? You're looking? No, uh, no, no. Somebody's where I can get a, a Cadillac Escalade used. We always say CarMax because that is kind of the most consistent good experience that we've we've okay. seen. Because um, even when you go to a, a good dealership, you know, like Earl's talked about, we 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 get a snapshot of time. Who knows what happens on the in the, in the late shift or the early shift yeah, or or the next day? Because yeah. we and we and we go back and we get different experiences at the same dealership. Not saying we can't not name his dealership. Well, I just don't have it. There's rotten apples in every barrel, yeah. and That's when true. you when you get the rotten apple, it seems like they're all rotten. Uh, we, I'll, I'll say this right now. With our dealership, I guarantee you, uh, we got a salesman there that I wish wish wasn't there, but I just don't know who he is. We have 30 salespeople, and uh, you know you just don't know. And uh, I would uh, you did uh, the reason I said congratulations. Uh, Mike, is when you told the supervisor, when you have an issue with an employee of any company, especially yeah, a salesperson that's selling you a $50,000 product, uh, go to the supervisor and say, listen, here's what happened. I'm not happy. Uh, your your company's got a good name. Uh, I'd like to have a different salesperson, or perhaps you personally could handle me uh, in this case here. But yeah, that's... Uh, uh, and I would say, including our dealership and any dealership of any size, there's going to be a few people there that leave a little bit to be desired in the way they deal with customers. I understand. I got a car from you at your dealership with a Kia. You gave me the Carfax. I put 20,000 miles on it. I gave it away as a gift to a, a relative. Mm-hmm. And I never had to put anything in that car at all. And I couldn't even turn it up to four in the air condition because you get frostbite. I kept it at three. So anyway... I was very satisfied with your dealership. They treated me very fairly. But what I want to know is you go ahead and investigate these dealerships. Do you want to give me a name of a dealership that's up north that would treat me fairly? You can go to our list of uh, good dealers, uh, bad dealers. But we uh, see okay. the, prob- the problem is we don't go that far north. I mean, okay. Well, how uh, far north? I'm You're just up at Fort, Fort Pierce? Like, is that what you're talking about? Just like Treasure Coast area? Yeah. Um. Wallace, believe it or not, has done well on the list. That's why I kind of hedged. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, Earl, Earl knows uh, um, uh, Bill Wallace, and uh, did you know Earl? Mm-hmm. Well, listen, go to Bill, go to Bill Wallace uh, Jeep, 
And uh, is that we're looking for a Jeep dealer? Yeah. yeah. No, no, he's yeah. looking for a used Cadillac Escalade. Oh, used Cadillac. Okay. Well, go, yeah. Go go to uh, use uh, try there. But I I, I like Stu's suggestion, the first one, uh, Carmax, yeah. because see they draw on right. the inventories of the other dealers. That saves you the shoe leather or the gasoline yeah. driving around. Go to Carmax. Sure. They're honest. They'll treat you fair. And if and you, you can get a good price, auto nation. Auto nation uh, would be my second choice. Okay, thank you very much. I appreciate your input. Thank you, Mike. Mike. Hope to hear from you again. Uh, We are going to, uh, I'm going to give you that number one more time, 877-960-9960. And also the text number is 772-497-6530. Write that text number down. You're going to need it at the end of the show whenever we vote on our mystery shopping report. Uh, We're going to go to John, who patiently was waiting. Good morning, John. Hey, good morning. Pa- patiently waiting. Is, uh, <laughs> correct. For the gentleman who uh, is waiting three months on his car, yeah. yes. count his blessings because right now I'm waiting 11 and a half years for my order to come. <laughs> no, no, it's a cyber truck, right? <laughs> cyber truck. Believe it or not, I'm number 2,958,000 in line. Uh, they have a web- There's several websites. You put your, your order number in. And it tells you roughly, you know, where you fall in place. Uh-huh. And that one of the sites uh, gave, um, with a 30% uh, drop rate for people that are not going to take it or don't have the funding, it, it dropped me back to uh, December 2026. Oh, <laughs> wow. That's not bad. Well, I'm laughing, no, but I'm, on, I'm on the waiting list for the Tesla Cybertruck, and they that's won't even is. tell. They won't. Even, they, they they're shipping, but they won't tell oh, me. No, no, no. He's, that's what he's telling you. You can put your order number. There's a website, and it'll tell you how long yeah. it's going to take to get it. Oh, I, that's the Cybertruck. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Tell us the website. Well, thank you. Or well, we can just Google it. We'll, we'll Google it, and we'll find. You said there's a <laughs> hey, bunch of sites. Uh, hey, John, are you? Did you buy the Beast? Uh, the the one with the three yeah. electric motors. Oh, I haven't bought it yet. I, I'm still waiting for the email where they give me the choice to. Okay, okay, yeah, me too. Uh, where, where do you plan? I, I can tell you, don't order the beast because I heard the other day that won't be here till 2025. But you'll be able to get the. You'll be the only one you can get is a two electric motors cyber truck. Right. Yeah, and uh, uh, I'm you and I are in the same boat. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. And they're going to build the middle one for, I mean, you know, they're going to supply all those middle ones first, and then uh, yeah. the single motor will come later but on. You, but you but know like, you know why that why that is, is how much did you put down for a deposit? $100. That's okay. refundable. <laughs> there you are. Okay. See, if they required a substantial deposit, it wouldn't happen. But uh, what's going to happen, a lot of people that say for 100 bucks. uh I'll, I'll go ahead and reserve one. They change their mind, so they'll drop fast when they stop shipping. Hopefully, and uh, but the, the, the Cybertruck is such a. I mean, the more I learn about it, the cooler it looks. I Nancy and I were looking at a uh, a video the other day that uh, Rick sent us, a uh, Rick Kearney, and it is really an amazingly interesting car. I, not necessarily a vehicle or truck. I mean, uh, it's not necessarily something I would want to drive all the time, but it is such a cool Rick. I've got a. a stack of information that Donovan just came out with all on Cybertruck. So yeah. uh, when we get him, I'm going to read through that. Yeah. But anyway, uh, I, I feel your pain, uh, John, and we'll wait for our Cybertruck well, and see what happens. Well, my uh, my last thing is uh, the 
believe it or not, the gentleman who was a, I, well, he's looking for a Cadillac Escalade. I thought he was looking for a Jeep. Um, the Model Y, yes. uh, I'm also looking at because I found out this week that it has uh, a drive mode for off-road. Ooh. My three has the chill, the standard, and whatever. The Y has an off-road. People thought that it was just like, you know, going on the grass or dirt gravel. Right. If you use it and look it up, the Model Y outperforms Jeep in sand hill climbs and makes it to the top where the Jeeps had to turn around because they couldn't make it. Uh, wow. I, I'd want to lift uh, that Model Y up a few inches before I tried that, though. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> the truck goes way up. I'm sure it does, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so the Model Y is a hill climber in sand and uh, outperforms uh, the four-wheel drives. Yeah, it's got all that, I mean, instant, that torque. It's a, uh, yeah, it's like having a little remote-controlled car. <laughs> yeah. All right, so, that's anyways, awesome. Well, thank you, John. That's it for a great week. Thank, thank you, you John. Let me know as soon as you get approved on that Cybertruck, and I'll I'll let you know, so we'll we'll communicate. Let's go back to Stu. It might Right. Might be my son because I'm going to be dead by then. Oh no! <laughs> no, there's a he'll drop out. You'll, uh, you'll, you'll make it. We're both going to make it. All right. All right. There you go. See you later. Bye. All right. We have a uh, text from Anne Marie that I, that I, we missed. She's a little late this morning. Um, Anne Marie says, "Good morning. One of the most disconcerting things is when a car makes a strange noise. One of the most frustrating things is when that noise is intermittent, so it's hard to record or even reproduce it." For the auto technician, my 2013 Camry is doing just that. Every so often when I hit a bump, I hear something that sounds like plastic hitting plastic. That one thump seems to be coming from the steering column, and it doesn't happen every time I hit a bump either. Uh, Rick, do you have any idea what might be causing the mystery sound? Mm, Steering column, plastic plastic on plastic. That's very specific. Yeah. 2013 Camry, there are a couple of plastic gears in the electric steering column that occasionally start to wear and when it really gets bad <coughs> when it gets really bad it causes Rick to start choking Excuse me. he thinks Sorry about, about it he can't even breathe but anyway he's when, back <coughs> when they really get bad you'll hear this rattle almost every bump uh, but if it's just once in a while I wouldn't be too concerned right now. Okay. Um, it is a bit labor intensive because you got to drop the entire steering column to get to it. All right. So unless, in other words, unless it's totally driving her crazy, she should probably yeah. avoid the yeah, expense. I'm, I'm betting that she that's can't record it. That she could do an audio recording. It's hard for it's intermittent, so yeah. you can't do that. That's that's a tough one. Unless you just uh, use up all your iPhone space and record the entire time you're driving, and yeah. who knows. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, Amory, I, I don't think you have the new iPhone, but if you did have get the new iPhone, there is a action button on it, which can launch an application instantly f- from the phone. And I don't know if you can do like a voice memo, assign it that. Why am I looking? He, he retired from Apple. Jonathan used to be an Apple um, associate. Um, you can push a button, automatically launch it. It's a really quick way to get something, um, to yeah. the recording uh, going. Or just have the thing ready to go in the car in case it happens. That's my advice. Okay. Um, we have a, this was a, uh, I didn't see the, um, the, the actual article. Excuse we have some me, phone Stu. calls. Okay, great. Yes. Um, great. Howard's calling. Good morning, Howard. Good morning. Hope you're all well. Beautiful day today. Mm. Uh, and here's my question about the, uh, 
the 2024 Camry. Uh, it's hybrid, correct? That's correct. What What's the difference between the 2023 Camry hybrid and the 2024 Camry? Um, there is no significant, the next, I don't think there's a body style change or anything like that coming. They're just consolidating, um, well, they're just ceasing the production of gas only Camrys. So it's so not, another, technology yeah, the same, word, yeah. Yeah. So in other words, um, uh, it's, it, what you're saying actually it's the same car, correct? Correct. That is correct. Okay. Uh, next, uh, if I buy a, a hybrid, I had a hybrid once, Prius. And um, unfortunately, I was in an accident, and uh, uh, it was totaled. But uh, what innovations have been made since the, the first hybrid, as far as the uh, uh, battery, mm-hmm. as far as the mo- motor? What, in other words, how has it progressed since the first hybrid? I defer to Rick on that. Improved fuel economy, uh, improved quality on the engine. Uh, they've Basically, they've they've just slowly improved all the way along. Uh, today's Prius, just one of the most technologically advanced cars out there. There's a big article in the Automotive News, the current issue, that uh, says that Toyota is going head to head with uh, Tesla. Yeah. And they say, well, how can you do that? Uh, I, I'm, you know, I I kept saying all along because I always I always had so much respect and an admiration for Toyota. And when everybody said, "Aha, you really missed the boat. You didn't build an electric vehicle." Right. Uh, maybe the maybe the uh, the worm is turning on this thing because they were right now the biggest, according to Wall Street, uh, the biggest competition to Tesla is uh, Toyota because they're pushing their hybrids, mm-hmm. and the yeah. hybrids uh, are the transition car. I wasn't even thinking about that. I spoke to a, a woman caller earlier. And I said, who I mistakenly didn't realize she drove a hybrid. I said, before you buy an all-electric vehicle, you should drive a hybrid as a transition. So Toyota, maybe they saw that a long time ago, and they said, hey, we can either devote our major efforts to building a new EV and the batteries and all the other stuff that entails for brand new technology, or right. we can polish the new tech, the hybrid technology, so we're so good that we have the perfect transition vehicle, and by the time the transition occurs, we'll have an EV2. I was I was one of the, the, the doubters of Toyota. I thought they are behind, and they kept on saying this, that this is the strategy, they call it beyond zero, and they're gonna do it, like, like you said, the transitional step. I was trying to look for an email here that Toyota sent out to the dealers. That, um, it was pretty impressive on the amount of, they call it electrification how many cars uh, they have it's 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 pretty big and, and growing um but uh right now the only electric vehicle that they have is the bz4x which isn't the uh the most exciting one in the world my son likes it Ooh. he likes it uh, he hasn't looked under the under i the, under i the have hood. driven one yeah uh, I, I got a chance to get one on the road up in jacksonville right and i've driven one here around in around our area and I gotta say, yeah, when you uh, when you're to stop and you punch that pedal down, you don't go uh, anywhere. That thing will crack your neck a little bit. Really? It's got it's got a little takeoff. I'm holding this article up, uh, and you can see it says it's Tesla versus Toyota. That's uh, what Stu and uh, and Nancy and I are talking about right now. Um, 
It could be that your next car is, it probably will be, your next car will be a hybrid. And who's got all the hybrids? Who had the first hybrid? Who knows how to build a hybrid better than anybody? Toyota. Yeah. I mean, I, I say that, and I, I, I hate to say it because we have a Toyota dealership. It sounds like I'm uh, trying to sell my own product. But the fact of the matter is, I was down on Toyota. I said I really felt bad because they really missed the boat because they didn't have a viable electric vehicle. Maybe there was a good reason for that. That's right. And uh, I found the email. They're just, just kind of bragging about uh, Toyota's electrified vehicles are surging. But in with that strategy of emphasizing hybrid and then introducing electric vehicles uh, for customers who are ready to make the transition, it kind of slows down the tradition, but it's definitely um, it's better than staying all, all gasoline. All. Here, here, here's another thing that Nancy just passed this to me. Consumer Reports really blasted EV reliability. So when you go out there in the market and you say, oh, boy, I'm going to buy an electric vehicle, be real careful. Uh, be honest with you, I haven't read that report yet. But uh, Consumer Reports, that's our Bible, you know, because of their accuracy and their uh, not being influenced by advertisers or companies. Uh, they tell the truth as they see it. Consumer Reports says that when they checked uh, the average electric vehicle quality, reliability, it, it's not very good. So w- what should you do? You should go to the interim and buy yourself a hybrid. And so that kind of is what we were just talking about with Toyota. All right. Um, yeah, Toyota was just, like I was saying before, was, was bragging about the, their sales, but it's up significantly. They keep introducing hybrids, and they're going to yeah. sell them. Yeah. Howard? Okay, my last, my last question. I'll make it fast. Uh, how long does the uh, hybrid engine uh, last? And how long does the battery last? And how much does it cost to repair to replace it? And that's my last question. Uh, the only engines we've actually seen issues with is the third-generation Prius. Uh, yeah, second and third generation. Actually, second gen. I beg your pardon. Uh, the 04 and 010s. Yeah. They had a few issues with coolant eventually starting to leak into the cylinders. And I think that was because the gasoline engine was being run so seldom, so lightly, that the cylinders just, the, the metal wasn't heating up enough to really seal the, the passageways properly. I won't even get into the technical side of it, but that was really showing up at around like 150,000 miles. Um, all of the rest of our hybrids, which we've had them out for 20 years on everything now, They've just been bulletproof. Uh, we have seen almost no problems cropping up with our hybrids. It just, you know, it's not like the engines just keep right on going. The batteries, again, on the older Priuses, we did a lot of batteries on those, and they would run around $4,000 to 5000 replaced. But, again, the Camrys, the Avalons, the Highlanders that have had a 15 to 20 year track record, almost never replacing the batteries on them. It's very, very seldom. And what as would you say the average battery the quality, replacement time was about 200,000 miles? I'm going to say two, 250. Yeah, so that's, uh, there's not many cars that can say that about any part. Any part. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it just, it's, these, these cars and the quality has improved so much so fast. That's, that's almost the scary part is, how quickly the quality came up on these batteries. Yep. And now that we're running the lithium batteries, 
that quality level has just skyrocketed. Yeah. I mean, it just, Good it's point. almost like there weren't any growing pains when we switched to those. Yeah. Good point. Okay. Um, I believe that uh, we've answered all of Howard's questions. And uh, I'm going to give you that number again. Request from one of our listeners, 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. We have a whole lot to get to, so I uh, hope you're all comfortable and you'll stay t- uh, tuned with us uh, until 10 o'clock. You know, while we're, while we're still, before we get away from that topic entirely, we really got on the roll here with the hybrid versus the electric vehicle and Toyota and so on and so forth. Uh, this is another in the current automotive news. Uh, used EV models hurt by depreciation data. So this that. is something that um, it, it's a double whammy. Uh, you know, when you treat your electric vehicle in, yeah. uh, you're not going to get the allowance that you thought you should. Every time Elon cuts the price, every, well, now we got $7,500 credits, it, yeah. it trickles down, folks. Exactly. So uh, the people that get super excited about EVs, be careful. Uh, you know, and I, I'm one of them. I just, uh, you know, Nancy and I drive a Tesla. We love it, and we talk about it probably too much. But the fact of the matter is it's a big EV market out there. And there's a lot of changes. And right now, uh, the electric vehicles are stacking up an inventory. The good news is you can probably get a good discount. And then you get the federal subsidies, which is even better. But then you go to trade in an EV, and you get hurt because the depreciation is really great. Think about it. Uh, when technology moves fast, you trade in a car that you've driven for, let's say you drove a Tesla for two or three years, and then you traded it in, uh, that new Tesla... Uh, is just a night and day technology above the one you just traded in. So the guy that's going to buy the one on the used car lot, why should I buy that? I got to worry about the, uh, I got to worry about the length of the uh, uh, battery uh, life, and I got to worry about the technology and so on and so forth. So, uh, hybrid, way to go. Great information. Uh, we're going to go back to the phones, and we're going to talk to Bob. Good morning, Bob. Bob's calling us from Lake Worth. Hey, good morning, everybody. I got a really strange situation. Uh-uh. Um, went out Black Friday to Wallace Chevrolet, and I bought a 2024 Blazer, which I love. The only issue I'm having is a salesman kept telling me it'll tow 4,500 pounds, so I bought it because I've got a small boat. Right. Now I found out that he didn't sell me the tow package, so now I've got a vehicle that only tows 1,500 pounds, and I've got a 2,600-pound boat. Oh, no. Some, and this never came so up, obviously, talked, with the salesperson. Well, no, it did. I mean, he, he no, no, he, five he or six he, times told me. Right, he acknowledged. I mean, he he never acknowledged that you had that you had to buy the tow package to accomplish that. No, no, of course yeah. not. He told me this car yeah. that you're looking at will tow 4,500 pounds three or four times in our conversation. I said, great, because I got a small boat that weighs about 26, 27. He goes, oh yeah, no problem, no problem. Well, here's uh, here's the problem that you have, Bob, is he said, she said, if the salesperson right. were to be honest and say, I made a mistake, uh, you should get your money back. Uh, uh, but uh, have you confronted him? Well, the problem is now he has a medical condition and is not working this next couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, so I've been, I, I, called, I called up the general manager and he said, I'll call you back. And of course he said, oh, I'll check with everything. And he didn't call me back Friday. So I left my message. So I'm going to go back up there Monday and see what I, I'm sorry, today and see what I can do. Any suggestions? You yeah, Bill Bob, Wallace's I'm just out of luck. 
Yeah, I, Bill, Wall, Bill Wallace is a friend. I've known him for years and uh, even knew his uh, father. when That was the first first store of the Bill Wallace empire was uh, the Bill, uh, was a Ford store uh, so, uh, in Delray. Um, yeah, if, if you don't have any luck with general manager, uh, give me a call and uh, I will give you Bill Wallace's cell phone number. Uh, he's an honest guy, and uh, uh, yeah. I, I think uh, he would get to the bottom of it. But uh, clearly, you right. should get your money back on that. You shouldn't yeah. be stuck. Well, Polite what I, what persistence. I really want to do is just... Yeah, yeah. Make sure yeah. that you go yeah, in there. Well, you know, my... Yeah, make sure you have you know, going there well, professionally not... and calmly, and just and and, and well, state it. You, the way you said it to us, I mean, there was there's not a question at all. That is a complete misrepresentation. Um, right. If the people you're dealing with have any integrity, they're going to see that it was wrong to to say that car. Um, but yeah, like you what, said, what I, what I really oh, do you have a, a pen handy? I, I can give you Earl's number. You know, no, no, I don't. I will just have to call a dealership okay. sometime next week and leave a message. All right. Oh, you can Mark, do that, or you can go to the web. His phone number is on our website. Um, oh, yeah. And Bob also uh, uh, put in writing in an email. You might even want to copy me. But put in writing in an email the specifics, just as you described it to us on the show, and send that to. Uh, you can send it to the general manager. Maybe uh, copy Bill Wallace, copy me, and it's nice to have something in writing. That way, uh, it yeah. you get to the point when when you know it gets it, things happen faster that way. Yeah, exactly. You know, the the thing is, I really think the man just made an honest mistake because, yeah. you know. I, I don't think he really tried to rip me off, but unfortunately, I've got a you know, forty-something thousand-dollar vehicle I can't use. And with that attitude, your odds of getting uh, things corrected are very great because uh, when you start a, when you start a battle and anger involves it, uh, then you got a problem. But the, you're being a gentleman, uh, and I, I think you're probably right. Uh, it was an honest mistake, and they should make it right. And Bill Wallace, I'm, I feel sure, would back you up on that. All right, thank you very much, guys right, and ladies. Bob, good Have luck. a great weekend. All right. Our number is 877-960-9960. You can also text us at 772-497-6530. Now back to Stu. I got a text from another Bob um, in North Palm Beach, um, and he sent me an article about the attorney general in Massachusetts has just um, announced a set of regulations, and they're going after junk fees in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. That seems Wonderful. to be a trend. Um, his question was, he wonders if this is going to affect the, the car dealers um, up there. Because I read the article real quick. It mentions the examples they gave were airlines and phone bills. But um, car dealers have been cited in the uh, Federal Trade uh, Commission's regulations. It's a common thing. Junk fees is applied to any transaction where you're surprised at the end with fees that were not part of the uh, original posted or discussed or advertised price. Um, so, yeah, that's, I hope that's a trend. Um, and I hope, because I do know that attorneys general, they meet regularly. There is uh, associations of attorney generals. Sometimes they're partisan. Sometimes they're all together. And they talk about issues in, in their states. And hopefully this is something is on, on the agenda um, because that's going to be the most immediate thing. The federal well, stuff, I, I'm, I'm Of course, they're, they're politicians. Sound, I hate to call them attorneys good, general or attorney generals or whatever because it makes them sound like uh, – FBI, or, right. they're, they're politicians. It's an elected office, and right. the reason I, I I salute the Attorney General from Massachusetts, but in Florida, the car dealers own 
uh, the attorney generals. And I started to say Ashley Moody, but as long as this show has been on the air, 20 years, going back to how many different attorney generals in Florida, I don't know. But the Florida Automobile Dealers Association, the Tampa Automobile Dealers, the Miami Automobile Dealers, uh, the Jacksonville Automobile Dealers, and then all the individual automobile dealers give hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars to get uh, people elected in Florida yeah. that they need. And they elect, if, if the uh, car dealers are against the attorney general in Florida, they'll never get elected. Yeah. And also when something like this comes across the, the legislature and they, they, they do these regulations, um, the car dealers um, have lobbyists, and they're doing their damn best to make sure car dealers aren't part of that regulation. So that's why I, I, when I read the Massachusetts article, I got a little bit, got a wince, because I thought I didn't actually read, see the word car dealer. So without that ex explicitly stated, you know they're working to make sure to strip yeah. that language from yeah. the, or be explicit. Well, in the I, bill. You know, I, again, let me go back to the fact that there's an advantage to being a car dealer on this show. Uh, being a car dealer, I was on the board of directors of the Florida Automobile Dealers Association. I was on the executive committee. In fact, I was on the executive committee with Larry Morgan, uh, who we've talked about on this show. So I know how it goes. I was given checks as a director and executive to hand carry checks to important people like local state attorneys, the attorney generals, uh, all the people that affect car dealers' uh, welfare, I, I we, we just kept giving them money, and I was part of the I was part of the problem. So I've been there, I've done that, and now I'm on the other side of the fence. So when I say the car dealers of Florida own Ashley Moody, I say that from specific yeah. personal knowledge. And the only other more powerful lobby, uh, at least in Florida, is the insurance lobby. <laughs> <laughs> because we, we ran head-to-head -head with them because we tried to do some lobbying on behalf of consumers, and but the insurance lobby said no. Yeah. That had to do with crash parts. Oh, it's yeah, all parts. about the money, folks. It's all about the money. Indeed. 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And uh, we're going to have a whole lot of fun with our Dog of the Week uh, coming up about 930 and uh, no, Jonathan, nine, but 920? <clears throat> yeah, somewhere around in there. His name is Jimmy, he's a Dalmatian. And uh, you wanna stay tuned for this video. He's a real cutie pie. Uh, we're gonna go back to Stu, uh, where, or we're gonna yeah. go to Rick. I got one more, I got one anonymous feedback, and then, we, then Rick's probably got some stuff over there building up on YouTube. Um, it says, is it true that the 2025-26 uh, Toyota Corollas are gonna be unibody production? My insurance agent tells me Unibody are higher premiums because a little fender bender can total the car. Uh, they, they already are Unibody uh, construction. The only, the, the remaining body on frame vehicles um, are going away after 2025 and those are just SUVs and trucks. Um, so we already have um, enclosed cage-like structures that they call a Unibody. Um, and yeah, it does make it more um, expensive repair depending on w where it's hit. In some cases, a car will be totaled based on like the, if it's a safety uh, part um, on the frame. So we're already dealing with that. What is happening though is changes in manufacturing. Um, I don't know if this is a branded title or if this is an actual generic term, but it's called Giga, giga, giga Plants. Uh, uh, like, uh, Tesla calls their battery factory a Giga Factory, a Giga Plant. Toyota is building a Giga Factory, but it's a new 
um, um, production process where they're stamping larger pieces of, of metal together. Um, in that case, it's even more unibody. I mean, there are still welds on the unibody in, in modern unibody cars, and there's you know pieces, but there's uh, this is a um, much more complex, and it will be a more expensive repair. Okay, Rick. Well, one thing to bear in mind with those designs is that an accident 25 or 30 years ago that would have resulted in serious injury to right. the driver and passengers or possibly even loss right. of life, I think well, they're would... now getting out of these cars shaken, maybe a little sore, right. but walking away with little more than a, I, a I hangnail. Th I think it's important to say that because we've been bemoaning the increased insurance, but if you think a lot of the legitimate reasons, I know there's some ugliness in there too, but we're, the cars are more expensive, but we're, we're less likely to die in them. So maybe You're a price much more likely well to walk away uninjured yeah. from a crash that 25 no, years my daughter ago was in a, my would have injured you badly. My daughter was uninjured. She, uh, Josie, she was in a car accident a couple yeah. of days ago. And they're, they're in a crawl. The, the airbags went off, and uh, nobody was injured. And yep. uh, but she's a little freaked out. I mean, it's uh, she wasn't driving. She was in the back we're seat. one yeah. step away, I think, from that movie Demolition Man, right? <laughs> when he crashes foam. the car and it fills with foam instantly and hardens to support every prevents any injury whatsoever, right. and then it simply crumbles apart so he can get out of the car. That was brilliant. I mean, yeah. it's quite a statement to me. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> we're going to go back to the phones. We're going to talk to Doug. He's calling us from Fort Lauderdale. Good morning, Doug. Yes, good morning. Good morning, Earl. Good morning. Um, I, I want to. I don't buy a car regularly. I I buy a car and run the wheels off it, uh -huh. or in my case, the door off it. <laughs> I I had a Lincoln Town Car 2003, and the door wouldn't. You know, I I couldn't fix the door without great expense. I love that car, that town car. What a car. What a car. And it had 250000 on it. Air conditioning worked. Everything worked but, but the door, and I just wanted to put the money into it. <laughs> so I went looking for another Lincoln Continental, the newer one. Uh, and I look up online, and I find a Chevrolet dealership in Pompano Beach. If And I'll, I'll mention them. Um the car was listed on the internet at 21,000 mm -hmm. and I called and said is there a dealer fee and they said a thousand so I'm expecting it so I go and look at the car and drive it and come into the office of the salesperson and 21 became 29 mm -hmm. as we sat down with the worksheet yeah. and uh, one of one of the reasons is they wouldn't accept my trade-in, and I don't blame them with the, the door the way it was. Mm -hmm. That added a thousand. I wouldn't finance with them. That added a thousand. Oh. Uh, of course, the dealer fee. Then there was a three thousand dollar equipment fee, <laughs> and I'm going. I'm going. I, you know, I, you know, I just, I, as I looked at it, I just got up because I talk with my feet, yeah. and she said, "Here, let me get the manager." And he came in, Doug, Doug, this is the way it is everywhere. <laughs> He's yelling, what's wrong? What's wrong? You'll, you'll pay this everywhere. Of course, I just walked out, and he's yelling at me on the way out. Uh, <laughs> I, I just say that's bait and switch at its yes. worst. Yeah. yeah. And Classic, I wonder yeah. if that's mm -hmm. illegal. That's quite I mean, a story. Just pay 21000 and go to twenty nine. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it's, uh, it's unregulated. Uh, they broke every law in the book. Uh, if Ashley Moody, the Attorney General, and any regulatory agency were doing their job, that dealer would be in jail. But uh, uh, there's just total, uh, they just, it's an amnesty. They're, it's like a, a bank robber. He's, they're, they're, they're robbing banks, and they just keep on robbing them. Yeah, they get away yeah. with it, Doug. Yeah. And uh, they can do whatever they want. You know, I have a question. I wonder what would happen if Ashley Moody walked into the dealership. Um, I wonder how they would treat her. Anybody ever think about that? they wouldn't know her. (laughs) They wouldn't know her. I'm I'm saying that she could walk in, she would announce herself, and uh, she would say, uh, what her title is. And like I said, out of curiosity, I wonder how they would treat her. Well, they didn't get to treat me, and they texted me the next day. Glad um, you walked out. Say, yeah, and let me say, I found another town car, um, a 2010 with fourteen thousand with uh, fifty-one thousand miles on it. Wow! And um, it was at a small little dealer. It's called Palm Auto. They're on Copens Road in Pompano, and the dealer fee was three hundred dollars. Palm Auto. Wow. A, I, we will rec- recommend anybody in that area. Palm Auto, and, and it's in uh, what located where? Pompano. Pompano, okay, Pompano. good. Palm Auto, very good. Well, it's amazing and, what can happen when you take charge. And that's what you do, yeah. Doug. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and as told I told them to take a talk, hike. Talk with your feet. There you go. <laughs> okay. Do you Thanks wear, so t- do you wear taps? Show. Uh, no. Huh. <laughs> Tennis shoes. <laughs> Okay, I'm showing my age. <laughs> I used to get taps on my off. on my shoes back in the fifties. <laughs> it was nice talking to you, Doug. Thanks you for too. sharing Thanks that for story. Everything. Okay. Okay. Bye. Have a great weekend. Hey, seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty, or you can text us at seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. Okay, guys, which one of you do you want to take over? It's Rick's turn. Rick, Stu. It's Rick's this? turn. This is coming straight from Donovan. He says, Tesla this week started to deliver the Cybertruck to consumers. It revealed a ton of details about the car finally. It's a technological marvel and is a preview of tech that every car will have shortly. It's the first vehicle to use a 48 volt low voltage system for the entire vehicle. So no more 12 volts, 48 volts on that whole system. The last time low voltage was changed was in the 1950s. The Cybertruck has 70% less wiring because of this. It's also the first production car to use a true steer-by-wire system. There is no physical link between the steering wheel and the tires. Hmm. That one's an interesting one for me. Yeah, yeah. That uh, was coming. I mean, yeah, it uses coming. two five-horsepower electric motors to steer the wheels. I, I believe our Air, our Airbus planes that we fly on are fly-by-wires, well, no hydraulics. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's fully value, fully variable steering, and the wheel only turns 170 degrees in each direction. And you barely have to turn the wheel to get there. And then, of course, we discussed that video uh, we told about with it. Uh, ra- the Cybertruck racing against a Porsche, <laughs> with pulling a trailer with another Porsche on the trailer. <laughs> and Donovan says, yes, so he saw that one. He said they also saw videos, or he's seen videos, where it raced against an, a Rivian R1T 
800 plus horsepower quad motor truck and the 1000 horsepower Hummer H2 and it literally demolished both of those vehicles and that's, that's in the, the race. That's the one with three electric motors they call the Beast, but that won't be out till 2025. Ah, correction. Ooh. The single motor uh, Cybertruck, which is their base model, at around starting at around sixty thousand dollars, is the one that won't be out until twenty five. Well, that won't be out, but uh, they, what the article I saw said that the only one you could buy now is the two motor, not the three motor. The, the, or the two one motor. motor version, yeah. which is starting somewhere around eighty thousand yeah. dollars, and the Cyber Beast, starting at one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, is also available as the tri the three motor. Oh. Tri-motor cyber beast. I hope you're right. Uh, however, I have heard that original specifications called for it to have something in the neighborhood of a 500-mile range. That has been dropped to about 420 miles on the cyber beast. Uh, but, however, that's that's saying something because your Tesla does 0 to 60 in 1.9 seconds. 1.9, yeah. The cyber beast does 0 to 60 in 2.6 seconds yeah, I know. and it's massive wow i i think these things are almost going to look a little uh intimidating going down the road it also has the world's largest windshield yep and one of the comments that he also made on this i uh, said i uh, disagrees with the tesla versus toyota he thinks it's going to be tesla versus byd which i was unfamiliar with that one it's a Japanese company that is the battery manufacturer. Mm -hmm. And they actually are making batteries for pretty much everybody. Uh, Tesla is actually using some of them. Uh, Toyota uses BYD batteries in our BZ4. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with, with that, uh, Donovan's comment, uh, if you look at the timetable. I think, Donovan, you could be right about that in the long run. In the intermediate run, uh, I think the hybrid is going to kill electric vehicles, and then when the reliability of the hybrid is, of the EV is there, then uh, BYE could come in and give Tesla a real run for the money. Exactly. Yeah. Now, of course, the interesting part also is, uh, aren't they standardizing? Most companies are trying to standardize and go to the same charging plug. As Tesla uses? Well, if Tesla just opened it up, so they say, here's my plug, you can use it. So they are all, they're all taking advantage of the world's largest charging network. Because one of the things that I've wondered about is you when you buy a Tesla, if you buy the home charging unit to put on the side of your house or in your garage, uh, I know that's pretty good expense to have it. What, what do they cost for that one to, to install that? 2500 or something like that. Yeah. And then once you've installed it, say if you, you know, your Tesla got crashed in an accident and was totaled, you're kind of stuck with, do I buy another Tesla or can I buy something else? Yeah. Great. If you spent $2,500 on that charger, yeah. it kind of narrows your, your choice of, yeah, definitely. of vehicles there. For sure. Good Aren't point. They, um, We're going to interrupt everybody here, and uh, we are going to uh, go to Frank, who's been holding for a while, and he's our last call. And the reason is because we have to get to the big dog ranch uh, dog rescue, and uh, we need time for our mystery shop. So we're going to keep this call uh, short. Good after, Good morning. Uh, good morning, Frank. Are you Are Frank. you there? <laughs> yeah, I'm still here. 
patiently waiting. But, you know, I'm glad because they had that saying, you always save the best for last. Oh, so okay. it made me feel good. <laughs> I know it's corny. But, um, yeah, I like the, the discussions you have every week. And it's, it's amazing some of the things that you bring up will trigger memories in my memory bank. And earlier, it had not to do with cars specifically yet. But when Earl mentioned about 101, drinking the 101, and now he's gone down to 80 proof. Um, <laughs> one of the things I, growing up in, growing up in Miami, I, um, I had the honor to work for Eastern Airlines. Started as a cleaner, sweeping floors and scrubbing toilets and made my way all the way up to fine jumbo jets with them. Rags to Richard Dory. Wow. But what I did as when we flew, we go and you were allowed to bring one bottle back duty free. And there was this um, rum called Ray and Nephews, and like a yellow and green bottle, it's overproof. It's overproof at 151 proof. Hmm. But there was a dentist in the street there in Prine, uh, working on his house, that would give his patients the Ray and Nephew to numb them up before he started pulling teeth. And he was always saying, bring me some bottles back, bring me some bottles back. And it, it made me think of that dentist when you were talking about 101. I said, well, that's nothing. Try this Ray and Nephew, boy, they'll put some hair on a, on a bald head. <laughs> but um, anyway, so that was the trigger of that. And then I also had heard this week about the car dealers being raided. And it's so refreshing to see that Lexus is number one, Toyota is number two, the higher the whole list. And I said, well, maybe for Christmas, instead of getting some coal in your stocking, you'll get a Lexus dealership. So, <laughs> well, that'd be nice. Yeah. Don't you work like uh, that? But, anyway. Yeah, well, and, and it would, would be very adequate, too. You wouldn't have coal, so you're trying to get rid of fossil fuel. Hmm. So it all comes together. I mean, you see how my brain works. It's a unique experience. <laughs> but anyway, so I better let you get to the dogs, Big Dog Rescue Ranch, and um, Thanks, you all Frank. have a happy Thanks, Christmas Frank. and a good New Year. And we'll see you guys again. Take care. Right, bye-bye. Call Thank next you, week. We love you. Take Thank care. Thank you so much. Thank you for calling. Okay, folks, um, we uh, are going to get to the dog of the week okay yeah I'm, and I'm right. uh jimmy uh you Jim, know jimmy uh, the dog uh, jimmy has come a long long way i can't go without reading jimmy bones uh, just where he came from uh my name is jimmy i was rescued from the meat markets in china and flown all the way to big dog ranch wow. you know uh you you have to Take a breath. It's just uh, an amazing story with Big Dog Ranch, uh, Laurie Simmons. What they do uh, is, is just amazing. This is just one of many, many amazing stories. Uh, uh, moving on here, um, he's uh, looking for a forever home. And also, he is uh, a handsome Dalmatian, and he's so excited. He's so excited uh, to be adopted. He says his dream home would be an adult-only family where I can be the king and I would get all of the love and attention. I would benefit greatly from an experienced dog owner who can be aware of my little quirks and help me to be the happiest man I can be. I would love a yard to run around and roam in and play with the owners. I am mostly potty trained. I will make a great walking, running partner. I have plenty of energy to oh, go yeah. around. I know a few tricks like paw and sit, and I'll do anything for treats. 
I'm learning leash manners and doing very, very well. And he's very motivated. And uh, that's all about Jimmy. And what a story. You can go to BigDogRanch.org and you can take a look at Jimmy and all the other dogs. And by the way, um, the Dog of the Week, we pay the fees. Um, it's very expensive to adopt a dog. We're here to pay the fees. Um, I think that we're going to... Stu, do you have anything to add to that? Other than I'm looking at a picture of a beautiful Dalmatian, and I can't wait to watch the video. <laughs> and I can't okay. wait to pay the fees for this. And it's a great video, and uh, Jonathan has that all ready for us. We'd like to introduce you to Jimmy. He is a beautiful four-year-old Dalmatian. Jimmy came to us here at Big Dog Ranch from the meat markets in China. We rescued him and flew him all the way here. He's such a handsome Dalmatian. He's such a sweet dog. He's very friendly, high energy, but loves to cuddle. His dream home would be an adult-only family where he could be the king of the castle. <laughs> Jimmy would greatly benefit from an experienced dog owner that can give him structure, loads of training, and understand all of the quirks and benefits of having a wonderful, very smart Dalmatian. As you can see, Jimmy loves to run and play, so an owner with a nice yard would be ideal. Jimmy is mostly house trained, and I'm sure as soon as he gets home, it'll be a breeze to finish up the house training. Jimmy has boundless energy and would benefit greatly from an active owner who loves to run or even take long walks with him. He's still learning his leash manners, but as soon as he gets home, I'm sure he's a quick study. He's very food motivated. He loves toys. And a future owner with Dalmatian experience <laughs> would be amazing. <laughs> Big Dog Ranch Sorry. Rescue is open Monday through Saturday from 10 to 5 p.m. Please go on to BDRR.org for more information about any dog. <laughs> you can also see more information about Jimmy here. And if you're interested, please go onto the website, www.bdrr.org slash adopt, and you can put in an application for not only Jimmy, but for any dog. This is the perfect time to bring a dog home. We want to find every dog at the shelter a home for the holiday. Yeah. Okay. He's um, beautiful. I, I gotta Christmas time. I, I got to say that uh, Jimmy... Is, he's a uh, medium-sized dog. Uh, he's uh, about 32, and he'll get to, you know, uh, he's only uh, four years old, so he's going to, you know, he's going to grow some. And um, he, he's, uh, what, what a beautiful video, what a beautiful dog. Yeah, I picture this dog coming home on, uh, or opening up under in the big box Christmas morning with a Santa Claus hat. It's a, this is a classic Dalmatian. Yeah. Absolutely. This is great. I Very think it's our, first, it's our first Dalmatian as a sponsored dog, and it's the first time we had a dog take a leak on, on, on live streaming video. <laughs> well, and then he went and found some salad to chew on. He did. He's like, that's what dogs do. And he just looked like one of my dogs in the backyard having a good old time. <laughs> so we, I feel bad that we have, like, you know, radio listeners that don't get to see it, and then we have um, people who are watching the live stream, but... You know, I hope we're doing a good enough uh, description. But like Nancy said earlier, um, it, uh, Jimmy is our um, sponsored dog, and we're going to pay the adoption fees um, and uh, make it really, really easy to take him home. 
Um, but also, but please uh, look at the website bdrr.org and look at all the dogs because they got, I don't know how, they got a couple hundred, a few hundred. Uh, I'd say probably closer to 500. Yeah, I mean, they, several they, hundred. Yeah, How is that much now? They are so big now. I've, I've lost track. They do a, an amazing job bringing dogs in from all over the United States yeah. and the world. I mean, you know, Jimmy came from China. Yeah, I, actually, I wanted to emphasize that. And just uh, Jimmy is a special dog because they're, clearly it went, it had, he had a rough time and some trauma. Um, forget about just traveling across the world in a plane. I mean, that's stressful for a dog, but... Um, whatever market he was in or whatever uh, you know conditions he lived in prior to that before um, um, Big Dog Ranch Rescue went out there and took him. I imagine that he probably came back with, with dozens, if not 100 dogs. They come back, they take uh, him in the, mass. The, the owner of Big Dog Ranch uh, has uh, a, a true love and feeling for dogs. It's, it's real simple. Her name is Lori Simmons. And a, a lot of the dogs that she rescues, now this, uh, this was a dog from China. You know, they eat dogs in China. Uh, that's a cultural issue, and that doesn't make them evil, but it makes them a uh, place you wouldn't want to be if you're a dog. And she also takes the dogs from all over the United States. They're going to be euthanized, so you can blame China for eating dogs, but uh, the fact of the matter is, in America, we euthanize we kill them literally millions of dogs. Yeah. So if, a, if, if there's a dog in a shelter in Miami or in Orlando or in Massachusetts, they call Big Dog Ranch. And they bring the dogs in, and Big Dog Ranch does not euthanize dogs. They keep dogs. We have dogs at Big Dog Ranch that have been there for years and years, and it's um, it's a sanctuary, mm-hmm. and uh, you just can't keep growing and storing dogs. So we need your help to adopt, uh, and that's the reason we're doing this video. Is hopefully you'll adopt this dog, or some other dog, and they've got we've got hundreds of dogs, including puppies. All breeds, all all mixes, you name it, we have it in Big Dog Ranch Rescue. Also, I'm going to mention Earl's book, Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer. Um, so what's special about this book, there's a few things. Uh, I don't have time to mention them all. Uh, but uh, this purchase of the purchase of this book is uh, interesting as to where the profits go. Uh, 1999 Confessions of a recovering car dealer. All proceeds go to Big Dog Ranch. All proceeds go to Big Dog Ranch. And uh, you need to take a look at uh, Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer. That's 100%. I got got angry the other day. I'm watching a commercial on television, and it was a a furniture store or something. And they said, hey, remember, a percentage of every sale goes to uh, some charity. Well, what percentage? A dime? 20 cents? When you buy big, when you buy confessions of a recovering car dealer, everything that Amazon gives us, we have, we sell through Amazon. Uh, the proceeds that Amazon collects uh, that they send to us, we send immediately to Big Dog Ranch Rescue. So it's a, a dollar for dollar transaction. So there you go, folks. Big Dog Ranch. Here, right. I've got one one last quick one here from Negan. One, I uh, kind of a little twist on it. He says. Is it legal? I was start, starting to answer that on the typing, yeah. but go ahead. No, no, go ahead. He says, is it legal <clears throat> to give a price discount if you finance with the dealer? Now, I know it's illegal for them to say Require. you have to finance with us to get this price, but is it legal for them to say, if you finance with us, 
we'll knock more money off. It, it's Same illegal. Thing. It's a violation of the truth and lending law. And uh, when you when you finance a product, whether it's a car or, or a refrigerator, mm-hmm. uh, the finance interest rates and the payments and the terms are as stated for the price. Mm-hmm. You can't say, I'll lower the interest rate or I'm going to raise the interest rate uh, unless you pay more money for the car. The only the, the only product. exception is if there is a factory incentives where they give an additional cash incentive. Yeah. But for that's a factory. Not, yeah, that's, that's a, not, yeah, that's a bank. That's yeah. not the dealership. Yeah, and that's the factory uh, issue, which they 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 say we're going to discount the car. We're giving you incentive. The incentive can take the form of a lower interest rate, or it can take the form of a cash rebate. Or both. So or that's both. not really. They, yeah, they sometimes they combine them too. But it's the ad, the the point is the advertised price is what we're talking exactly. about. It's a violation of truth in lending to modify the advertised or quoted price because of financing or not financing. Hmm. Okay, folks, um, I see by the clock we got about four minutes left, so we're going to get to the mystery shopping report. And our mystery shopping report is of Sunrise Ford in Fort Pierce. And our talented mystery shopper, Agent Lightning, did a great job again, and uh, yes, she left Pennsylvania, finally, <laughs> and uh, she went to Fort Pierce, so uh, stay tuned for the Mystery Shopping Report, and please jot down the text number where you can vote, because you're an important part of the show, 772-497-6530. Back to the recovering car dealer. Okay, now remember, we vote A, B, C, D, F, just like in school, but that's on the curve. So an A is very rare, an F is very rare. We have an average car dealer would be a C. So when you vote, think in terms of the average car dealer, and they're better, give them something over a C. If there's something worse, give them lower than a C. And if they are just should be in jail, you can give them an F. Or, or make up a new grade that might be... Uh, <laughs> right. yeah. Okay, I always read the Mystery Shopping Report that Stu puts together so well. Uh, I feel like I'm there. He has a real talent uh, to write. So he composes this with the data from Agent Lightning. So I'm going to read Stu's report as if I were Agent Lightning. I arrived in the afternoon as I was walking toward the front door. Salesman approached me. Are you here to see someone, he asked. I stopped and paused and said, I didn't call ahead, however, I am looking for a new car. He laughed, replied, great, how can I help you? I mentioned I was looking for an Equinox, uh, asking if they had any new ones. He frowned and said, we would have one, we we would have only used ones because we're a Ford dealership. So uh, it was, I made a mistake. I mean, I'll tell you, and I can see where. I'm gonna tell you, if anybody went to 300 dealerships a year, come on. Give her well, I, 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 give her, I give Agent Lightning credit for that, but I also think of the confusion of names. I mean, I just, I'm telling you right now, if I were in charge of marketing at a manufacturer, I could come up with a far better way to name my cars. I mean, it's got to be embarrassing to Ford to have some, uh, be confused with a Chevrolet. I mean, that's like... You know, that's a Hatfield and the McCoys. You, you should you should know a Chevrolet name. You should know a Toyota name. You should know a Honda name, but you don't. It's really, really confusing. Okay, back to the report. I'm the shopper that just made the mistake. Embarrassed, I shook my head, apologized, and corrected myself saying, I meant an explorer. He said, of course. 
We have many to choose from. Let's head inside. And you just tuned in. We're shopping Sunrise Ford in Fort Pierce, Florida. As we walked in the door, they had a powder blue Bronco with a big bow on the front that really caught my eye. The salesman excused himself, saying he'd be right back with me. So I decided to go over and check out the Bronco. When they returned, I said, I think I changed my mind. I love this Bronco. Now, I, I'll pause here in, the, in, in reading the report. This, is, this is, it sounds funny, but it isn't because this is why people buy cars happens all on emotion. And if you, if you remember nothing else from listening to our show, remember this. Once you decide the, the year, make, model, vehicle, options, accessories that you want to buy, stick with it. Shop and compare the price. Don't be swayed. Now, okay, you say, well, I can't not be swayed. Uh, okay, if you're swayed, then go home and start all over again. Do your homework and be sure you know the product because if you walk into a car dealership to buy uh, of, uh, uh, an Equinox and, 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 and then you get switched to an Explorer, and I realize they're new and used cars, we, you haven't had time to research the one you were switched to. You were switched to a product that the salesman is going to make a bigger commission on. And that's why people get switched. They also are instructed by their managers to switch you because the advertising is for a different vehicle. So, and that's why we put our shiniest, coolest, most beautiful, awesome cars in the showroom and right up near the doors. Yeah. Uh, so people walk by them and start to drool. Exactly. It's an emotional purchase. So don't, you can't be emotional if you want to get the best price on the vehicle. Uh, so anyway, the uh, salesperson came back. I told him I changed my mind. I love the Bronco. He replied, whatever you like, my dear. That's uh, uh, a word to the salesperson if you're listening. You don't refer to a, a woman, a female shopper, or a real shopper. Unless you're over 100. My dear. Huh. I mean, it'd be like calling her sweetie pie. You know, a, a ma'am, uh, a Mrs. So-and-so, or her first name. But you don't talk down to women, right. uh, especially Nancy, by the way. Unless you are born in the 1800s, <laughs> and then you can get away with it. He suggested we go to, for a drive to make sure I liked it. Mentioned it gets 30-plus miles per gallon. I said, oh, really? I didn't think they did that great on mileage. He walked over to the window sticker, pointed to it, and said, uh, the manufacturer says for, uh, 28 miles per gallon, uh, but a good driver can uh, do even better. So he's referring to the EPA testing on the Moroni label, which tells us the Moroni label was on the car, on the, where it should be. And why do I say that? Because most of the times they're not. I mean, uh, especially in South Florida. So at least uh, that's a plus that he kept the, they kept their Monroney label on the wooden sticker. He said he'd pull the car out so we could go for a ride. I asked if they had the same one in the lot, uh, uh, to which he said they, did, they likely did, just in a different color. We walked out to look, as it turned out, they had the same one. On the way, he extended his hand, said, I didn't catch your name, mine's Adam. He then headed back inside for the keys. I uh, looked the Bronco over while I waited. It was a 2023 Bronco Sport 4x4, MSRP $36,130. There was no addendum. Okay, another plus. Moroni on the window and no addendum uh, to, uh, to, to warn of any add-ons. So I relaxed a little bit. Adam came back and we went for a drive up and down US-1. And he pointed out many of the safety features. 
like blindside detectors. I, I love that, by the way. I mean, you're, you're going to buy a car. You want to be sure to get those. So they're almost standard, I think, on all new cars now. I asked if it had adaptive cruise control, and he said it did. I tried to find it, but I couldn't. When I asked again, he admitted uh, he thought uh, I meant regular cruise, cruise control. And so he gets a, a F for product knowledge yeah. and understanding. Uh, a lot of salespeople have that issue with product knowledge, and that's another reason why you need to, your help work because you get the real scoop if you do consumer reports and check out some other uh, valid uh, ways to study and do your homework on the car you should buy. Salesperson, eh, you know, you're going to get what he thinks or maybe what he wants you to think. Back at the dealership, I said I'd love to see pricing on this vehicle. We headed over to his desk, and he entered my information into the computer. He remarked, you've been here before. Stu said earlier, we shop a lot. Agent Lightning uh, shops a lot, and she's on a lot of computers. So... uh, I replied, oh, really? I didn't think uh, I'd been here before. I didn't think I was. Anyway, long story short, this is a chain dealer, and uh, Agent Lightning, uh, and I'm speaking as if I were Agent Lightning, uh, I was in a Volkswagen dealership owned by the same person that owned this uh, Ford dealership. Um, but I've never been there before. Adam clarified that they're all under one name, and I shrugged my shoulders saying, I knew I wasn't crazy. Uh, the other interesting thing, I digress a little bit here too, is that I keep wondering why when she's in the computer, so many places they see that, that they don't know she's a shopper. It's interesting that they just don't know. If you look at our, um, like our CRM, our computer system for the customers, they have, we have people that have been in the store for years and never bought cars. Um, there are people that they come in and yeah. then they buy a car after maybe three years of yeah. visiting. You know, it's, each one's called an opportunity in yeah. this system and we have way more opportunities than we have um, actual sales. So it's not that unusual. Well, that's great. So she, so she won't get caught for a long time. Right. I'm glad to hear that. Um, he asked if I was going to be trading anything in. I replied, no, I need a new vehicle so our daughter can have mine. Adam inquired about my credit score. I responded, it's excellent, and uh, we'll, we'll qualify for the best rates, I'm sure. I showed him the picture I took of the Monroney label and asked him if that's what I'll get it for. This is funny. He promised to do his best. He then excused himself and returned a few minutes later with a sales worksheet. So uh, I'm, I'm thinking about the fact that uh, Agent Lightning uh, Thought it would really be good if she could if she could buy this new uh, uh, vehicle that for you know, MSRP, which today is all uh, it used to be impossible. Right. So let's see what happens. Uh, the top line was MSRP thirty six thousand one thirty. Uh, there was a whopping five thousand dollar discount <laughs> off of the MSRP making the selling price, whatever the hell selling price means today, nothing right. is what it means. Selling price of $31,130. Then, here we go, they added $1,397 in added equipment, indicated to be etch, glass etch, NSD etch, they called it, low jack, and, and an appearance package. Next came $1,992 in fees, yeah. indicated with asterisk to be 
$399 electronic filing fee, a $999 documentary fee, a $23 tag agency fee, why bother? And then $111.30 of doc stamps. <laughs> you add all that together, the real selling price was $34,061. Quite a convoluted way to get $2,069 off. They went down, they went up, they went down. So you you got to ask yourself, <laughs> I walked in there and said, I'd like to buy this. A MSRP. For MSRP. Oh, my God, I even think of that. They gave her a joke. <laughs> <laughs> so he's... Not only shame on Sunrise. <laughs> I hope your manager is listening to this. Goes, you had an MSRP Boy. deal, but you you follow the rules so completely. I they ended up giving her a two thousand sixty nine dollar discount. That's a big mistake, Adam. I th- I'd like to recommend people to go visit Adam. <laughs> so, That's is, crazy. I'm glad you got there, it. There ought to be an asterisk when we put the score yeah. here. Uh, you say your best chance is they have salespeople that are. Not real bright, or not? Uh, so. Yeah, that didn't catch. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm being facetious. Now there is a thousand dollar rebate from um, uh, from uh, Ford, so you get so dealership contribute a thousand to. So they are discounting their car a thousand dollars that Bronco. So it's a new, it's a watershed moment. We're seeing below MSRP prices. I think it's the first one, and this is on a Ford Ford dealership a Bronco. Yeah. Stand by. Now, I mean, also, there's something. Yeah, it like they're not ordering these things. She's there is a powder blue one on the showroom floor, and walked out. There's another powder blue one out there. Same. Yeah. So they got cars. So that's why they're, of, yeah, yeah. they're especially with powder blue. Yeah. Uh, anyway, back back to uh, the first person here. He said, "If I'm ready to buy, you sure his sales manager will give that to me." He asked if I was ready to talk finance. Now, I said my husband was working, but after he's done, we're going to dinner, and then we'll talk. Uh, we'll talk about it. He excused himself again, returned a minute later, suggesting, I take the car with me. Here we go. So my husband could check it out, and I have some time to drive. I politely declined, but he sure did try to pressure me into taking it. I mean, that's uh, the age-old, you know, the puppy dog, uh, whatever you want to call it. Get the person to take the car home. Get them to park it in their driveway. Get them to shoot their friends or husband their relatives or neighbors puppy dog that car so never 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 take a car home until you're sure it is what you want to buy and that was pretty much the um, I declined declined I left and that was the end of the shopping order. very unusual uh, uh, the first time I could ever remember a salesperson passed on a lower price than they gave him I did after he went to the manager. I kind of did that once. Here's a story from a long time ago. Oh, yeah. It was probably around 2001. Yeah. And I was working in our used car department. I was uh, running the used car department. Is that when we were still evil? Uh, we were transitioning. Oh. Uh, I wasn't evil. <laughs> hey, I was never evil. And this is a story that shows why I'm not evil. We had, she was a, a tough customer, and there was a trade-in involved. And it was I still remember it was a Chevy Avalanche. And she came in saying, I'm not taking one penny less than $18,000. And she's like, I know how you guys operate. And, and by the way, when, when customers do that, it makes me feel bad. But anyway, so I went and I, I, got, I appraised the car with uh, Ted Pusher Wholesaler, and he thought it was worth um, about uh, $20,000, $2,000 uh, more. Um, so um, I uh, went ahead and I, I, I gave her, uh, you know, at that point, a normal car dealer would say, 
<laughs> you're going to be mad at me. Actually, you won't be mad. No more car dealer would, would take that and then say, all right, here's your 18,000, but really oh, bring cool. it in higher. Yeah. And um, I gave her I gave her the 20. I, 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 t- I kept a little. I split the right. difference with her and gave her more than she asked for because I thought that would help establish my credibility and the dealership's credibility. Um, so if I thought if I came right back in with exactly what she wanted, she would think there would be more to be had. <laughs> but there was more to be had, so I guess I'm dishonest. I don't know. Okay, it's voting time. So remember, we vote on the curve, and uh, if it's an average dealer, give them a C. I know average dealers are not what we want, but that's the way it is. So uh, perfect dealers don't exist, so there's practically no A's. And you can text us at 772-497-6530. Okay. Okay. I don't have any grades coming in, but I'm feeling kind of... Oh, there are. They're coming in here. I got Jonathan. Uh, I'm sorry. Bob gives them B minus. Not the smartest group of folks at Sunrise Ford, but it was below MSRP. Jonathan from Palm Coast, disrespecting customer by calling her sweetie, honey, or baby. Uh, missing addendum stickers. Um, well, yeah, I guess that's a negative. If you, if you have addendum items, but you don't have an addendum sticker, that's a negative. And copious amounts of junk fees and packages. And a hard F from Jonathan. Uh, Frank says it's an interesting shopping report, and he's feeling in the Christmas spirit, gives him a B, and, and Bob gives him a B minus. And um, so I'm, I'm coming in around a C. That's where I am. It doesn't, they got the addendum items, they, but they don't have the addendum, so that's, that knocks it down a little bit. I'm going to give him a C minus. There, final grade for me. Rick? Okay, then. I've got Negan 1 with an A. He, he likes them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joseph Kelleher, a C plus. Johnny Z. Fraidley, C. Nice discount, but bad fees. Tim Gilliland, my head spins with all the fees and extra unwanted equipment, <laughs> C minus. Brian Sedlatko, the out-the-door price was in line with the sticker. I'll give him a B. <laughs> Tom Steckel, C minus. Ask if he can match the out-the-door from Mullinax. Too many fees might be able to get them to reduce that price further. Hmm. Mark Ryan, a C. Mark Anderson, grade C minus. You yo-yo pricing, but okay deal. T Cash, a B, for beating around the bush to get to the same price. But Lightning never made it to the finance department where the real confusion begins. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, we don't know what, what, what was gonna happen next, yeah. it's true. Susan Fogelman with a C, and Rocky Blockatiel with a C minus. Uh, myself, I think I'm going to go with the B because I, I think the below MSRP for the out-the-door price, I think that deserves a B. Yeah, that's the bottom line. Nancy? I'm going to give him a D. Z. A D? A D. D is in. D is don't call me sweetie. <laughs> Yes. We have a C for sweetie that just popped in. <laughs> you know, the thought just occurred to me that with the uh, added fees, uh, car dealers have a policy of not paying uh, salespeople on the fees. Yeah, that's true. And so one of the reasons why the fees would be added uh, in any case is because of that. They don't want to pay, overpay the, the salesperson. I, 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 I have to think about that a little bit longer to see what net effect that would have on the grade. 
but uh, right, I think it was a new salesperson. Very, very, yeah, it's a good point that, that Adam and the salespeople might be getting uh, ripped off too. Mm-hmm. No, they do. I mean, yeah. the well, the, I don't know because you junk you, fees. You had a junk fee and you paid everybody on it though. I well, I was I, I was the only. You are unusual. I didn't know, yeah. but we don't know for oh, sure. The average dealer does not pay on the junk fee, right? And uh, they, and matter of fact, a lot of dealers uh, make their salespeople, maybe even some managers, believe they are legitimate fees. Yeah. So, uh, in this case here, uh, I, I'm going to give them a C. I, I, I'm just going to call them an average. They, however, it was a very unusual report, uh, but I, I can't give them a real high grade or. Yeah. Uh, for that nothing jumps out as like extreme uh, oh. so i think c's fair okay what was your vote uh i'm gonna give them a c hmm. we're all over the place today that was a good price good price i mean we can just because it was a good price uh i wouldn't say that is uh you know a high uh, the dealers that hate us and don't like what we do on the show think we don't want car dealers to make money we are car dealers. We make money. We make good money. Uh, we're capitalists. We, we're in business to make a profit. There's nothing wrong with car dealers making money. So I'm not uh, uh, going to give a bad grade to somebody because I didn't like the price. Yeah. I'm going to give a bad grade because you lied about the price and the customer came in under false pretenses. That's the reason you get yeah. a bad grade. Yeah, well, I was straightforward and I told you guys I was going to give them a D. Uh, you know, but uh, I, I have to say that uh, I could feel his energy, you know, uh, from uh, the dealership. And we're in North Palm Beach. And uh, from the get go, he had a bit of an air about him that you could definitely pick up. Mm-hmm. And all the fees, I didn't, I'm not into fees. So that's the reason I gave him a D. All righty there. Sunrise Ford. That's right. In the books. Yeah. Sunrise Ford. Rolling Car is another one in the books. Okay. Jonathan, <laughs> what kind of time do we have left? Two minutes. Oh, okay. Would you like to leave the folks with something profound? Well, the, the other thing, I think we, we covered so much today. Uh, we, we did, a, we did a, a 180 turn on electric vehicles and hybrids, uh, and there's the, the new information that really uh, surprised me is with electric vehicle sales slowing down considerably, having too many cars in stock, also with electric vehicles depreciating greater than combustion engine vehicles on the used car lots, has put a whole new swing wrinkle in what we recommend. And a week ago, if you'd asked me, I wouldn't have said you should hesitate to buy an electric vehicle. Today, I'm saying I would hesitate to buy an electric vehicle uh, I would I would definitely buy a hybrid, and we we've suggested this in the past, but right now I think that's the way to go. Agreed. Great information, folks. Uh, we're out of time. We want to say have a wonderful weekend, and most of all, thank you for joining us here at Roll On Cars. We'll be right back next week at 8 a.m. until 10. Stay tuned for another fabulous show. Have a great weekend.